0: The Wolf & Bull podcast was prepared, conducted, and hosted by the Wolf & Bull team in their personal capacity. This podcast is for expressive listening entertainment, and any views, ideas, or opinions may or may not extend past the boundaries of this podcast. Conversations or specific comments on behalf of the hosts and guests are for entertainment purposes only. Due to language and potentially offensive topics, listener discretion is advised.
1: season one. I've never been so It is a great show. Well I know that I'm like what did they come out in two thousand five? So I'm like sixteen six God sixteen Jesus. Math is Math is hard. No, uh I know I'm like twelve, you know, ten years behind. Mm Ten years behind. Um and that's how I like to do most things in my life. I like to really start out late like Apple phones, you know, came into existence. (laughs) What two thousand seven? was that two thousand six, two thousand seven? that when it was
0: around that time. Yeah,
1: and now I'm
2: finally on board um, with the iPhone Pro. It took a long 13. time. And it's the, the iPhone really hasn't changed. I mean, there's some of the inner workings and the, the OS and everything has changed over it the hasn't last few years, but it hasn't the phone yet. itself, they've concentrated more. Have you noticed on uh, pixels and colors and variety of colors and camera more than anything else? It seems to yeah. me.
1: Well, I just know that now I'm better than everybody um, just because I have an iPhone Pro 13 Max. I and said that never, a second ago. And I'm you never thought you
2: were better than everybody before? I thought no, you I You always
1: thought no. you were better. Yeah, Samsung kept me grounded um, with their child labor. Um, right.
2: <laughs> as opposed to Apple.
0: Well, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> they got middle-of-the-road labor
0: there. Uh, let's, not, let's not pretend they're all guil- not guilty.
2: Yeah. So Not guilty. So how's,
1: how's everybody doing? We're kind of in the middle of May. It's a weird... Things get keep getting weirder and weirder.
0: Yeah, well, they've you been know, weird for a You know, weird long time. is
2: now the new normal, is it not? If it wasn't weird, wouldn't that be weird? So isn't that I, anti-weird? I don't think I can is imagine it, a
1: world where it's not weird anymore. Where I like wake up every morning and something stupid has happened. Does that mean we're in the
2: upside down?
0: No, uh, no. Well. Down. Yeah, that show was good. The Demogorgon for a, is coming.
2: That show was good for a month. Yeah, it you know. <laughs> it's 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 like so many shows out there today. They they start with these wild premises some feeling a little new, it's yeah. lost is a great example. Yeah. It's like, "Oh, this is new. This is weird. This oh my god. I don't why are they using numbers? What is the Darpa thing? What is what is all this? A smoke monster. Oh my god. Smoke. There's there's smoke you, monster. It, 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 and, uh. and everybody's like, "Oh, and then what happens is the writers go, Oh, we didn't think that was gonna to be too successful. What do we yeah. do now? <laughs> Listen, have <laughs> you, know? you
0: have you watched Lost anytime recently? Have no, you an Not since it Who was tur- on I do. I almost I said your name.
1: I almost broke, a broke rule. It's all
0: right, the rule. Yeah. We
1: we sacrifice animals so prior to this. Early podcast, so. early
0: twenty twenty pandemic times, I uh, I did re-watch hmm. all of Lost. The entire, what is it? I think it's six seasons.
1: Moment moment of silence for Beowulf's Yeah, but uh, the depression. last couple yes. of seasons
2: were rough, Listen, man.
0: It still is, it's got that magical quality to it. The last, yeah, it gets gets pretty rough. However, that the first three seasons, I think, are so good. But yeah, the reason I thought of that was because you brought up Smoke Monster. Mm-hmm. And the Smoke Monster CGI is so good. Bad. Yeah,
1: well, whenever I think of smoke monster, I think of Hunter Biden. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, hey, everyone, welcome oh. to the Wolf and Bull podcast, episode 46. We are four episodes, four. Dun, dun, One, dun. two, three, four episodes away from episode 50, actually five. Got to count this, this one. Because this is 46. Oh, yeah, damn right. it. Ah, damn. I got to okay. start all over again. Welcome welcome to episode 45. I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. So before we jump into episode 46, just a quick reminder. If you like what you hear and you think that the Wolf and Bull family should grow, uh, I like to refer to us as a cult or maybe Congress. Um, just give us a like, a follow on Instagram. <laughs> and if you're feeling really nice, a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Also, massive, massive announcement. We are now a part of Hold the it. Jeff pause. Bezos family. You got to pause. Jeff Bezos, we're part of his family. He's indoctrinated the us yonder? in. Blue Yonder? Are yes. we in Blue Yonder? He's indoctrinated us in into his massive you know, evil organization. Elon
2: will never come aboard if you announce this. Yeah.
1: Elon and Bezos are friends. They're sleeping buddies, whatever that means. Mm. Um, but yeah, we're, they, yeah. They like to the, like Don't they to
2: blue like blue to c- compare rockets? Yeah, is, is that what they do? Blue
1: Yonder? Yes, they do. They,
2: blue yeah. Origin. Yeah, Blue Yonder, yeah. Blue Origin. Okay, okay, I was like, talking about? Blue Yonder is actually a transportation Oh, but just yeah, you're
1: just mixing everything up. Leave do, work do, at do, home. Do. Yeah, be-bop, be-bop. Well, This isn't work, okay? B- but bull, but big, you know?
0: big announcement you were announcing. We're, oh, we're
1: work, on and bo- work and bull
2: and Buller both four letter words. You okay,
1: work and so is well. There's one other four letter word that happens to be a part of my vernacular. Um, but yeah, huge. That's the four letter word. Um, but we're now on Amazon Music and Audible. Uh, making moves. Making making moves. We're in Audible now. So, Yay. Um, yeah. Thank you again for tuning Insert
0: in. Cheering.
1: I'm not going to do that. That's too much. There we go. That's <laughs>
0: really
1: Snaps. Snaps, yeah. Um, but yeah, thanks for tuning in and hopefully can you, you imagine, enjoy the
2: episode. Can you imagine being in like downtown New York at a, a little coffee shop?
0: Oh, that's my a dream. A little, little music oh, playing in Sitting the background. In Brooklyn and Heights and somebody with, my with their latte. hat on
2: sideways and a wild outfit. Listen, like, and another. Talking their poetry yeah. out loud and you're going.
1: What is this, nineteen seventy two?
0: In another universe, People do that. I'm I'm there right now. I'm sitting, I'm drinking my cappuccino, I've got my hat on. Yeah, you would... I'm writing poetry in a Brooklyn Heights yeah. a studio apartment with a brick wall. That is Well,
1: you'd leave the studio apartment and immediately afterward go down to the courthouse and protest some major cultural event that's being it's talked New about York right culture, now. Baby. Oh yeah. Um yeah, so I
2: should I hop into the monologue? Should we go into I'm the monologue? Hop on into the monologue. Do
0: what you need to do.
2: Do, yeah, do what gotta set the mood. do what feels good to you. I'm Use your emotions to guide you. I'm gonna take to a sip
0: you. of my hard kombucha while we wait for you to monologue. Okay, and I'll have a sip of this. <laughs>
2: you know when you when you drink things with skulls on them, you got to start to worry.
0: Is that an IPA?
2: That's an IPA. It it's, an EPA. it's an IPA. It's an IPA. Well, I'm jumping in.
1: Welcome to America, the land of the free, the land of the proud, the land of opportunity. So much opportunity that you can start a business serving the community. You can be an accomplished business owner, a politician, a police officer, and even an OnlyFans ambassador. Life is swell until it isn't. The more you succeed, the less you seem to enjoy your life. Sunny days transition into gloomy evenings and you begin to question why. Why am I not enough? Why does everyone seem happy on social media and my experience isn't the same? I make at least $500,000 a month being a successful OnlyFans foot ambassador. Did I make the wrong choice? My Gucci slides aren't slidey enough. My smiles aren't smiley enough and my happiness isn't happy enough. What is going on? May I propose to you that maybe you've lost the plot. You're chasing the rat and the race isn't long enough. You, me, and everyone around us has become a commodity in the game of life. And as Ralph Waldo Emerson said, the purpose of life is not to be happy. It is to be useful, to be honorable, to be compassionate, to have it make some difference that you have lived and lived well.
2: Wow, I'm getting really good at this. You know what? Next, though? Ralph Waldo. <laughs> Damn, I suck. <laughs> Problem is, Ralph Waldo spent way too much time on his pond smoking He's, weed.
0: He spent a lot of time in the forest, didn't he? In the forest, and But oh, uh, what, what's wait, his Thoreau. famous book?
2: Oh, that's the row. Oh, well, yeah, you're, you're thinking, thinking of Thoreau. Yeah. Or, or we could go on Golden Pond, and that's. Uh, oh God, what
0: was
1: the? Blue added?
2: yonder. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Right.
1: Yeah, so you know, oh. as ethereal as that, <clears> that may seem. And I know my monologues and really all my ideas are very unique and ethereal, just like everyone else's. Um, I think the reason why many of us are feeling unhappy has to do with the fact that they, we don't really see others. Um, and by proxy, we don't see ourselves as valuable. And I'm not only speaking mainly to myself. My low self-esteem is just so low. Um, but I'm, I'm speaking, honestly, I think I'm speaking to a lot of people in this area. That you know they don't what? Really you, think seem,
2: about this. you seem like a wolf with his tail between his legs, sulking off into the forest. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. And you know what? It's interesting. You said the commodity in the game of life. Mm-hmm. And of course, my, my view went, well, I was thinking, okay, what's the commodity in the game of life? You collect things, you know, little pieces mm. and this, and that. but you also remember the, remember the main commodity in the game of life? You had a car and what was the goal of that? little car to fill to it, fill with it up
0: with children to,
2: your yep. little commodities little pink and blue yeah. children you get mm-hmm. so excited those are you your commodities twins
0: at the end like you're adopting twins oh my god pretty far in the game but
2: the, of course that game of life you, the, when you got all those children they cost you a little bit but ultimately they made you more yeah that was right. the life lesson retired, of life what were the two re, retirement re, homes retired so then, shady acres Shady Acres and... Millionaire Estates. Millionaire Estates. And
1: now you win the game of life and if you or, get at least five from Planned Parenthood.
2: Or the... Oh, God. I don't, don't. I was going to say the other place to retire to is single wide over on... You know.
0: Or you just never retire now. Yeah, you just, work, you you know just what? work until I, I worked, you die. I got to tell
2: you, I've, I see that all the time now. And, I, I, you know, I always... All I think about is what is their story? You know, you'll go through a drive through or you'll go into a, a store and there's a greeter or somebody's taking your order at the drive-thru and you look over at them and it's it's a bluehead, blue hair, you know? It's mm-hmm. it's somebody that's 75 years old taking your order. Yeah. And you're like, oh
1: my God. You call them God. blue
0: hairs?
2: That's what you call them, blue I hairs. call
1: them
0: Q-tips. Yeah, he does yeah. call them Q-tips. That makes
1: way more sense. Blue hair, I immediately thought of a young 21-year-old well, who some works of us, in San
2: Francisco. Some of us, you can't call a Q-tip. That we would imply we, there's something we, growing up. there. Yeah. Yeah. Are
0: there ears?
2: Oh. Bulls don't have hair. Um. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or it's all flattened
2: and glistening as we've just written. No, you're right though. The there's, a,
0: there's a huge influx. Well, first of all, there was a huge influx of people who retired right. in the past two years. But now they're seeing an influx of people returning to the workforce because they have to because everything's yeah. so damn expensive. Well, and
1: I think, uh, you know, obviously to bring it back to the topic, um, I, I do think that, you know, the commodity, as you said a second ago, you hit it right in the nose, even though it was the actual game, like board game of life, as uh, the commodity has really become humans. And the question I have is, has that ever not been the case? Um, but I think that the tenor of it's different now.
2: You know, I know you've got a lot of, Things to delve into here, some some pretty interesting meat to go into in the notes that you that were put together, which I'm really excited to to get into in the next three, four, five hours of yeah. conversation. We're yeah. mm-hmm. about ready to have, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. but but I I think it would be wise of us to kind of think about what commodities really are, because I, I want to make sure that the audience feels what what we're trying to develop here as an idea and an understanding, because in my in in my life. You, know, you, you asked the question a second ago, have we always been commodities? Well, I guess an argue, argument can be made that everything's a commodity at one time or another. Mm-hmm. And really, commoditization of something depends on how ubiquitous it is, how easy to come by, how much standardization there is for something so that you can consider its value mm-hmm. today versus its value in the future versus its value in the past things that aren't commodities are so specialized they're so they have a certain variability in their value that they haven't quote-unquote been commoditized yet mm-hmm. now it's it's like when when something has been first discovered it's not a commodity It's it, or it's a very scarce, maybe this is a better way to put it. It's more scarce commodity. Mm -hmm. Thus, it has variability in, in value. It's worth more to you or you or you or me or somebody like that. And somebody's willing to pay more for it or give more for it or barter more for it or develop, you know, concepts around it. But when other people start to recognize this commodity or this discovery and fine tune it more, the value goes down just to give you a brief example I've talked about my past where I used to sell electronics for a department store many 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 moons ago and I had you know the some of the very first VCRs that came out yes I am dating myself everyone and yes I am old
1: and yes Thank his name heard. is Steve Carell and yes he was in the 40 year old virgins. Yes.
2: Yes, and I, it did hurt ripping that that, that glue off movie. my chest. Such a good movie. Getting your <laughs> chest every, waxed. Every every follicle <laughs> bled individually. <laughs> what does he scream? He
0: screams. Uh, I'm not going to say. I don't, I don't, no, uh, he says a inappropriate. Specific
1: female name. He, like, uh, you know,
2: oh yes, he, he, said, he said. He said, "See you again Tuesday." Is what he said. Uh, yeah, yes. yes. See you on Tuesday. No, not see, see you again. next Tuesday. See you next. Thank you. See you again Tuesday would be something else entirely. Yes. But but my point is is that when when those uh, 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 those electronics came out, they were pieces of crap, but they were so new and so unique that people would pay literally a thousand dollars back then, when a thousand dollars was worth a hell of a lot more than it is today, for a VHS VCR with hi-fi, which meant what it had two tracks of audio on the metal tape that's inside of I mean it seems so antiquated now now within 4 years of that time period when I was selling a thousand dollar vcr the same type of vcr 10 times better was selling for 150 bucks hmm. that means it was commoditized it became so ubiquitous and the value of it went down not as so it goes from intrinsic value to this lower commoditized value And I think to your point, this is what's happening to human beings and it's largely being developed because we've gone away from getting to know each other personally and all the dynamics around. If you sit with someone for hours and talk to them, you learn so much about them, maybe more than you ever wanted to know, but you learn about them. Nowadays, nobody even tries to talk to each other.
1: Yeah. And obviously, you know. Bull and I, not Beowulf obviously is probably touching this as well, but I think a lot of this stems, and I'm sure listeners probably know because I've harped on this, a lot of this stems from technology, but I think as technology progresses to a more instantaneous, um, immediately gratifying base platform, I think it is further commoditizing humans. Um, look at you know podcasting, you can actually get a feel for who we are as individuals, obviously as it says in the beginning of this podcast, you know we have opinions, and you know our opinions may not be reflected in real life on certain things. But still, we have you know some of our human nature bleeds through on this. But when it comes to platforms like TikTok uh, and thirty-second videos that are basically not even, for the most part, as far as I know, uh, not even really your own material, but you mouthing other individuals' material, your commodities.
0: Well, but yes, not
1: always, but most of the time. And I could be wrong, so please correct me if I'm wrong. But I see that as commoditizing human beings. It's no more. It's no longer about getting your own personality out there. It's no longer about developing your audience um, in a way that they understand you, so they're part of your 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 group or your uh, your cult. <clears throat> but uh, more so about immediately getting that fifteen seconds of fame. And I think that that dilutes entertainment. Uh, I think it's, it's obviously spreading out into music. It's spreading out into entertainment. It's spreading out into a lot of different facets. And I think that it's almost in a way a soft form of dehumanization in a way that you see people on TikTok, you see people um, even on Instagram in a different way where they're not really human based on the perspectives that they give you. Does that make sense? Like every photo on Instagram is Photoshopped, you, know, you can't even tell who's
2: real anymore. Who's not? Yeah. Well, it's
0: actually kind of amazing. The, the um, obviously you can Photoshop a photo, but also the filters that are real time photoshopping these days are pretty incredible. Actually, that's AI. They're not just not just like putting uh, fake eyelashes on you or freckles anymore. They actually can morph your face,
2: make you
1: cry.
0: Yeah, they make you cry because mm-hmm. usually. You're like, well, I do wish I looked like that. I know that there's a there's a bit of a thing going on with a lot of um, young people, specifically. I would have to pull up a study to to properly reference it, but they're bringing in basically screenshots or photos with these filters that are on, you know, Instagram or TikTok or whatever, and they're bringing them into, you know, a cosmetic procedure facility and, and say, saying, I "This, like I want to look like this. Mm-hmm. What do I need to do?" And it's 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 kind of crazy how easily you can really warp your perception of yourself because if you're looking at yourself in these filters all the time through like a selfie video of yourself on your phone and then you look in the mirror and you're like man that i wish i looked like that filter see
2: see, i think this is this is there's there's a leap that needs to be taken in our understanding not personally between us three here i mean in generalization is that there is a a conflating of of one's perception of the world around you based on technologies, but there's also the same on, on the view of who you are yourself. Yeah. And people are losing their identity because they're focusing on the filtered version, the metaverse version of themselves. It's not dehumanization. In my opinion, it's a rehumanization.
1: Mm, I don't know if I agree. With maybe
2: that. humans, not even the right word. But yeah. b- What I'm basically saying is, is people can, you know, the people go into the, 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 um, the plastic surgeons and want to transform themselves to that aren't thinking far enough ahead. Yeah, what well, they well, don't deal with anybody as a human anymore. They they want TikTok followers. They yeah. don't care about walking down the street.
1: Well, and I would say that it's not necessarily about the. Well, I guess it's a little bit of both. Um, but when it comes specifically to TikTok, I'm not sure if I can quantify where the net negative lies the most. I guess it could be. It, by the the user who is pushing stuff out which i think uh, statistically i think i have some statistics on this um monthly active users are, are over crazy. a billion monthly well yeah but there's a specific statistic that i want to say i don't know if i put it down but i was reading about it, it says about 75 percent of users actually put out their own content so uh when it comes to creator aspects i don't necessarily know if they well, meant, you mean your own your own content, content. Like, you, like so the rest of them the rest of so there's, Mar- the, there's a creator like us creating a yeah, podcast right and then there's a user that doesn't create and just utilizes and then there's a mix of both a creator who watches users so
2: are you talking versus, about the people that just reiterate yes yeah, So, right now I'm like talking
1: that. about the the creator so I don't okay. know if the net negative lies necessarily with the creator but it could create like an echo chamber in which say for example I create a video of myself lip-syncing because I want to get famous and I want to get that 16 seconds of fame um, specifically in relation to um, being you know uh, what is it uh, that's one more second than you're allowed or, uh, by like featured specifically featured, featured if you're talking about um, tiktok
0: i think it's it's featured i think i'll be frank i uh, i don't currently use tiktok so i only know what i know from third parties <laughs> yeah. but i mean i i used to i had a tiktok well I, I think i still have the account but i don't have it on my phone anymore i had it very briefly in early 2020
1: well, and, so i guess my, my point yeah. in saying this is you're a creator and you're creating stuff because you want to get famous right so the net negative lies there because you're creating the perspective of, I need to do these 30 second videos because my intent is to be famous, to be featured, to be showcased on the main page so people could see me and click on me. And then the other aspect is people who are in that echo chamber of watching these videos in an addictive form in an addictive way that creates as you said a little bit ago a commoditization of not only the platform but the people on the platform because you said originally like when we talk about myspace or what was before myspace there had been something else prior to myspace um
0: a friendster friendster yeah so you oh, talk no, about no, no, live no. journal the
1: elks club okay so <laughs> <laughs> yes so you, you talk about like myspace or the elks club um in which you know that was so not utilized by everyone that it was, as you said a second ago, a rare commodity. People didn't really know it existed. No. And it was more about it was more about expressing yourself and your identity and getting to meet people and it was used as a tool from my perspective in a positive way. And now it's been diluted down to such a cheap version of that that it's thirty second clips of individuals mouthing someone else's content.
0: May I make a point? Sure. So you mentioned that not everyone really used it. I think a lot of people did use MySpace, not to the extent. No, friend, I think the Friendster. Di- that's what I'm talking about. Okay, well, the difference between MySpace era, Friendster, LiveJournal. Mm-hmm was I think the fact that social media is now accessible 24 hours a day no matter where you are. Yes, which made the because original before,
2: platforms not commoditized. It
0: was, you have your computer at home, but when you leave your home, you're leaving your social media behind. Right, so
2: that's the technology. So yeah. now up, these apps,
0: yes, have been created. And I, I totally agree with you know the addictive and, and, and all the commoditization things. But I think the difference now, if MySpace was still the thing, I think we'd be talking about the same sort of problems within the MySpace space I don't here. agree okay well let me finish because at the because now those things are on your phone which is now a smartphone which everyone has a smartphone which has internet access yeah but anywhere
1: but you have to remember there is a differentiation between the usage type so you said there's a billion monthly active users for for tiktok tiktok's been around since 2020 2019 right somewhere on no, there
0: 2016 it was okay, originally so. it was originally a company called musically and it was bought yes. out by tiktok's uh, umbrella. Parent company, yes. the
1: Chinese Communist Party. Um So, yeah. So, <laughs> it's been around since 2016. Facebook has been around since 2006? And monthly active users on Facebook are 2.9 billion. YouTube 2.2 billion. Instagram 1.4 billion. TikTok, which is, I think, newer than Snapchat, 1 billion. Snapchat 500 million. Pinterest 480 and Twitter 397. And the only one out of that, I think, that has specifically capitalized Obviously, you got reels from you know Instagram, and I think YouTube has shorts, um, but specifically popularized the 30-second clips that was originally like Vine, and what was the other one? There was one other one that was specifically popular with 30-second clips is, um, I almost said Snapchat, is TikTok, and so that explosion of usage, we can expect to
2: probably compound Mm-hmm. and grow i mean it's it's massive so let's let's ask ourselves a question while we're talking about this commoditization <laughs> because as we talked about earlier commoditization is about changing the value of something that is really intrinsically much more valuable in condensing it down to something that can be here, here's a specific value to that 30 second clip and if you it's seen x amount of times then it's this amount of times times this 30 minute clip to create this uh this world for someone mm-hmm. that has some value to trade for, mm-hmm. to be popular, whatever the case may be. So we have to ask ourselves, what in the world? I lost my train of thought on that. Damn it, I hate it when that happens. It's great. Okay. The it was bull a, it needs, was a the good train. To, the, the, ride. No, the, yeah. the train is, is the out of the state. The tracks are gone. The train We're, has left the state. Yeah, the tracks are gone. We're falling Sometimes into the canyon. we just like to start the,
0: sentences, and we don't know where they're going, and yeah. we just keep talking until we find the end.
2: You know, it's, it's funny to me because this subject though, there's, there's, there's something really heavy in the background of this. I
1: think it's ominous. I, I, I,
2: I, I'm, I know it sounds weird that I'm saying it like that, but there's something truly heavy about it because I feel like it's changing humanity in a way that from my perspective is not a good thing. So, but I'm also older and you know, your Facebook, let me finish my thought, your Facebook, um, uh, pro, but 2006 or whatever it's been, I remember when that came out And my definition of, of that is, <coughs> excuse me, as it is with a lot of things is that these things are tools. You know, I, I talk about that all the time. There's, there's no intrinsic value in your cell phone or in your mobile phone or your smartphone or whatever you want to call it. Today. No intrinsic value in that at all. If you turn it off and put it on a table on top of some papers, it's a paperweight. It's what you use it for that counts. Same with platforms. I've looked at platforms as a tool. I look at Facebook as a tool. I reconnected with people that I would have never connected with in. The 20 years before that, mm-hmm. because that's the way we lived. Now, everybody is so interconnected that they're trying to redefine who they are, not in the context of understanding themselves or the small group of people that you would normally contact with, mm-hmm. but they want to understand themselves or define themselves or recreate themselves in the viewpoint of some larger thing that is false. So it's it's been watered down
1: from the tool you're talking about mm-hmm. to getting famous. That's the whole point of it. And that's why I think it's become a commodity is that. MySpace, Facebook, Instagram. Instagram made it a little bit more shallow because it became this cesspool of influencers who all they do is fix their photos for brands and at that point you're a business, right? So you're no longer a regular user, you're a business. You probably post, you probably don't spend all your time on Facebook unless you're creating content and the same can be said about TikTok from a marketing perspective. I'm not necessarily talking so much about the marketing perspective because I think there might be a net positive there but when it comes to the individual usage, the social impact of something like TikTok. TikTok or Instagram or MySpace, MySpace, MySpace or Facebook. As time has gone on, the impact has become more and more negative, in my opinion. And the reason I say that, I mean, you can even look at Twitter. I mean, Twitter started out as a, a small blog platform. It was a it was a platform in which people would speak about their thoughts and their opinions. And now it's a source of news. How the fuck did that happen? <laughs> I mean, that, that's not a positive. Like, you can't possibly get the context of any story in a span of a, what is it, 60 characters? No, it's
0: like no, 60 words. That, it's, it's been, been expanded. Think, yeah, but. I think it's evolved along with us as humans. Think of how short, generally short, our attention span is. So if you can get what you need to say, at least generally, or at least what you want to say exactly. across in yeah. a hundred 180 characters or less, right. is that how it is? Something 180, like that. Something, something like that, yeah. If you can get what you want to put out there in that many words or that many letters... That's all you need to do because you grab the attention and then everyone, you know, who retweets or likes Mm -hmm. feels like they did their part.
1: Well, they didn't do their part. They created an echo chamber of misinformation or according to this. Doesn't it
0: feel good when everyone agrees with you or Of course, we're human beings. We're human beings. If we're we're human beings who uh, or maybe a generation who generally avoids conflict.
1: Yeah, but, that, but again, that, that points to the instant gratification nature of this, which I think is a net negative.
0: I don't think it's actually... Let me backpedal a second. I don't even think it's generational. I think every generation has a self-gratifying mm-hmm. sort of nature in different ways. In different ways. I, I don't think anyone wants so, to be so self-sacrificing in the sense of like... Not having something they're selfish but, about,, but I
1: think you're conflating a few things. I think I understand your point, and I'm sure that that's the case broad like like ad infinitum with humanity, yes, I'm sure that's the case. like humans are very selfish creatures, we are very selfish creatures okay like I'm, I'm, i i'm you're one hundred percent correct about that. I think the problem here is I'm not necessarily criticizing. The self-interest that humans inherently have. I'm criticizing the type of self-interest. So say 60 years ago, 70 years ago, you want to talk to someone about themselves. All you got to do is meet them face to face. But in that moment of meeting them face to face, you'll learn more about them. Today, you have a thirty-second clip of some fucking uh, nobody that you never will right, meet. That right. is somebody that, to you, from your perspective as a user utilizing
2: TikTok, doesn't exist. And you have they to come make across as so an NPC. Many, You have to make so many leaps of faith or leaps of understanding to fill in the gaps. And human, the human mind is amazing. Mm-hmm. We will create a character, a character, a full-blown person mm-hmm. out of a thirty-second caricature of them. Yeah, and that's what we, that's what you're talking about. The commoditization is is a very good word for today's subject. But the one thing I forgot about earlier when I had my you know brain freeze there was was the the idea around the thirty second clips. Sure. Okay. There's there's always been this thing about getting your information out in a short period of time. There have been studies done forever from teaching. Classes that you get, you got about thirty twenty eight minutes with the student before they lose attention. Well, you have to do visual this versus audio in this, modern so. America. But, yeah. but there's a lot of that. But now, in, in politics, so I was talking about getting your thing out in a certain number of bytes, right? But the, the question I have on these platforms is what produced this limited version of? Let me have a follow up question on this. What produced this limited version of? expounding yourself. I think initially it was probably the fact that databases only had a limited amount of capabilities to retain it. Imper-
1: what do you mean about that? What, uh, if I
2: want, if I want to, whether it's on TikTok or Facebook or whatever, if I want to get my, my, my personality out on the, out on the, the, the internet mm-hmm. to you who don't know me, how am I going to do that? I've got 30 seconds to do it. How am I going to do that? I'm not going to say, hello, my name is bull. Yeah. I am very, sure. you know, so you, you've got to be dynamic. you got to be eye-catching. you got to do these certain things. But I, I believe the reason it was so short to begin with was not because that was intended to commoditize. I think it was the, the technology started in a position that had to limit um, what you did, just like email was limited. I don't
1: think it to had to. I think it was created specifically for that, for addictive purposes.
2: Well, see, I'm disagreeing with you on this. I There's think it, it's gone to that. No, there are literally sure. studies
1: behind it. Yeah, it's pretty wild.
2: But I think that these platforms, you, you, have, to <laughs> you have to have the ability to retain all this information somewhere. And that, that ability has gotten better and better and better and better over time. But it didn't start that way. Yeah. So, what, what I'm in, so, so the secondary question to you, yeah. to both of you, is what do you like better as a different generation to me? Do you like short form or long form?
1: Well, I think we're getting, I mean, I, from an addictive perspective and what I meant by study, because, you know, Beowulf mentioned this, this started as Musical.ly. So Musical.ly was originally a platform that was people that would have people lip sync different songs. It was all about lip syncing, became TikTok. Chinese Communist Party. I can't remember the name of the company that's tied to them, but they bought it. And I'm not being facetious; that is actually what happened. Like
2: Huawei or somebody? Wa-
1: no, it's a. It's a, there's a specific name. I can't remember the backing company. But anyway, it started out as a lip syncing platform for children, and now it's become a lip syncing platform, still for children mostly, but also for adults, in which they utilize.
0: It's Owned by ByteDance.
1: Dance. Byte Dance. So they utilize different sound bites to create something. So you'll see like. You know, teenage girls singing to different songs, there's different trends, you'll see a bunch of people doing comedy with different like vocal aspects that are not their own. So my whole point is when I mean commoditization, you're utilizing someone else's product that's been purchased or trademarked or for copyrighted by Byte Dance to create something that is inherently not your own in an attempt to try and get views and likes and whatever is associated with that specific platform to be featured on the main page. Right? So it's not really even creating anything for yourself it's not creating an identity it's creating a an echo of an original identity it's like me mouthing a, a but bit. It's still making the people believe they're creating an identity no no cuz it says who the 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 soundbite is from you can utilize it so it's more in my yeah but if you get popularity if you have a million people
2: viewing you how do you create identity from someone else's for, from from stuff? your from your own viewpoint you can't I'm, have your own viewpoint if you get my point I, i'm i'm saying if i if i study you wolf sure. and repeat everything you say uh-huh. but I do it in a crazy manner that gets people to watch me and I get a million views because of that they now know me
1: no because it's they still think they know me. it still shows who that original sound bites from you it can doesn't still matter they it. have
2: no idea who the wolf I, is. I
1: think I think you're confusing this because my point is not in the sense I get what you're saying and I agree like from a child's perspective my point is is <laughs> wow. like no, no 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 wait a sec let me rephrase like from like a children using the app, they would say that and be like, oh, this is someone's thing. From an adult, if I see someone using a bit from Kevin Hart and I hear Kevin Hart's voice, I know that's Kevin Hart speaking and it's someone mouthing Kevin Hart. You get my point? Like, you're not saying, I do. You're not reading from a script. It's not your voice, it's your face saying Kevin Hart's bit, his voice, uh, a video. It's, it's commoditizing something that isn't inherently yours in an attempt to
2: make you famous. For a product that okay. not isn't that isn't even yours. <laughs> okay, let me let me qualify this a little better. Yeah, I don't know who the comedian is. Um, a Mexican American comedian from the accent. Okay. Funny thing about uh, marrying a good guy versus a bad guy, and sure. the woman the, I, is very I, oddly specific. I, well, it, <laughs> I I could almost repeat it. I've seen it so many times on reels. Yeah, and I'm not I'm not a big platform guy at all. But I, for whatever reason, I've watched this comedy so it's many times Gabriel, and it comes up. Yes. I don't have any Fluffy. idea, but here's my point. I have no idea who it is, yeah. but I watch people doing this, these couples doing this little lip syncing thing over this audio. And some of them are better than others. And the ones that are better get more likes, they get more looks, they get more shares, they get more everything. Mm-hmm. So they're the ones that are redefining their own human, their their own personality is being redefined by something that is outside of their own uh, process you see what I'm saying I get what it's, you're saying this feedback loop you're talking about is creating it's it's like putting layers on top of these people that aren't real yeah but it's also like
1: I mean there's a reason why trademark and copyright exists obviously it's to keep good ideas from people who are original I mean that's really in my opinion what it comes down to at the end of the day when you get companies like keep like copyright on Mickey Mouse for thousands of years right mm-hmm. so I, I my whole point in saying this is when you have that type of stuff going on and then you have a company that says well if we let people utilize that information as long as they source our material and they utilize the sound bites that we provide them yes they're creating an identity to themselves and maybe to the people that don't know the the product or the thing that they're using but at the end of the day past all that they're creating an identity from something that was already created right a and, false and the people
2: that the original creator to your point earlier is looking at going hey it's exposure it's free advertising which i think I'm is going to take it all the time terribly malicious well well, it could be it can be, but it's also word of mouth. I mean, isn't isn't it's yeah, it's word I mean, of mouth through a platform? Yeah, but and there's nothing certain, more powerful than
1: sure. That. But it's it, again. I guess my my point is maybe a little bit more uh, to use Mark Zuckerberg's term a little bit more meta than that because mm-hmm. it's like if, if 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 you take someone who like Jackson Pollock, right? His painting is so basic; it's just a bunch of blobs on a a a, a canvas right almost every single one of his paintings you know it's a Jackson Pollock when you see it but you also wouldn't know if you wouldn't be able to tell or distinguish between it if a company decided to mass produce that whether it's original unless you're a professional right so there's a difference there's a reason why the value of the original Jackson Pollock is so high compared to the knockoff because the value, as you said, is rare, the commodity is rare. Mm-hmm. But when you have a bunch of human beings being knockoffs of something else, not only does it totally destroy the creative process, because let's be frank, there is no talent associated with TikTok. I can I can say that there is, but at most of the very time, little. The people that have the most likes are normally really attractive. Right? Because they're really attractive or they're jumping or they're jumping on a bandwagon.
0: But there are I think there's a lot of people who have sort of mastered a talent when it comes to, to creating videos on TikTok there they're, i mean yeah some there degree. are if you want to look at the top the top of the top top creators it's a lot of really young attractive people but those dancing, are the creators right?
2: though yes, right those are the are people who are professional are they the creators or are the, you talking about the ones that take somebody else's stuff and redo it
0: no, I'm talking about the ones who literally don't do any sort yeah, of skit but, or even talking. They just dance. They just have a song on yeah, dance. Not, those are the number one people because who they're are all on TikTok. teeny
1: boppers. I,
0: that's what I just <laughs> said. I know that's my point. That I'm, I'm not talking about those two people. I'm talking about the ones who maybe have a lot less followers, but they they're, they're actually engaging. So yeah, they still have a lot of people watching them Certainly. but they're not like at the 100 million so can i ask mark. you a very
1: specific question and this is a very specific question i think it's very important because i brought up only fans earlier in a very facetious way if you believe that there is talent with tiktok when it comes to people dancing to other people's music and doing a trend of dancing and being attractive then you must think that there must be talent associated with people having only fans accounts i don't think that there's a talent with that i think that that's people exploiting human nature when it comes to being attractive when it comes to doing uh Somewhat uh, suggestive dances or somewhat suggestive well, uh, tent, trends. Okay, that's well, that,
2: you're, you're basically saying that all marketing has no talent then. No, because no, Because no. marketing marketing is based on research. Is, but these develop, are companies. Is, I, I understand what you're talking about, but human beings are their own, they're you ink, right? You ink. But that's the problem and, with and, this. Well, I agree that it's problematic. <laughs> I agree that it's commoditization. I think we're all kind of on the same page in different lines maybe mm-hmm. on this but I, I think that that the thing we're missing is that we all market ourselves one way or another we do it we do it when we walk out on the street yeah but i think we wear a certain type of clothes for for both self gratification and for viewership
1: that's why we do it yeah but i still think that that like diluting it down to that point i think is to to the discussion is fulfilling the the argument that i'm making is that We have this quandary in which people, as you said a second ago, are their own billboards, right? You Mm -hmm. ink. These people are, yes, you ink in the broad scheme of things, but that is... contributing to the mass problem that we have in society in which there is a bunch of totally agree. that don't have any identity because the identity that they're they're creating
2: is what society tells them that they should create. Does that make sense? Uh, yes, but you're saying the same thing I am in a different yes. way. But my point is that's why I said rehumanization instead of dehumanization they're redefining. Yeah. They're, they're creating this persona which isn't, that doesn't need plastic surgery, as yeah. as uh, Bayo was talking about earlier, because they're not in a regular world anymore. They're in a world defined by how many viewerships they have. Which can that's, be
1: argued that is not the real world, based on certain
2: well perspectives. Uh, in, until the real world is more over there than here, a simulation. You know that's the, but that. But isn't that what we've been talking about the whole time? So so we've got to really dial up the understanding of perception. So the perception from the outside, looking at this cadre, this group, this TikTok thing we're talking about now, it, it immediately says we're dumbing down the human, you're dumbing down human beings to just simple, less valuable commodities. And I totally agree. But from that individual standpoint, the one point of reference looking outward on the world, they're seeing themselves defined in a larger and larger way based on this. Based on the exact same thing, looking in the opposite direction.
1: Yeah, but then that's the the argument of, uh, you know, perspective that is an ad end of time pedantic argument. I mean, we can say that literally about anything in relation to individuality. You can I say, can say that in
2: relation to big I, versus small. Yeah, but any, I
1: think that that in mass isn't a relative, um, it isn't really a relative base that we can pull from because everyone's perspective and per- experience is totally different. Like, I can say, look, the sky is blue, but my blue is a little bit different than yours, and you wouldn't be able to understand it because can, I can't formulate you that. You
2: can run that argument out as long as you yeah. want, and I agree. But my my take on this is that there's always an individual perspective. I'm not saying there isn't. I, I'm not saying that's the right one for a... Col- See, this goes back to collective versus the individual. I think the society to, to congeal and to stay a society needs rules, needs boundaries, needs rule of law and all those other things we've talked about about in past podcasts. Mm-hmm. And if you look at it from an individual's perspective out, you lose that. Yeah. If you look at it from the society's perspective in and see the commoditization of the human beings happening, then you see that. And that's what we're trying to define here. I yeah. think.
1: Well, you know, obviously I think we've touched on this a little bit, but the age base for TikTok specifically is incredibly young. Um, just to touch on a few stats, the percentage of U.S.-based TikTok users by age, people 10 to 19, is about 32.5%. 20 to 29 is 29.5%. 29. 30 to 39 is 16.4. 40 to 49 is 13.9. And 50 plus is 7.1. The user base is aging up, according to comscore.com. Um, and the average minutes per user uh, is about 52 minutes per day on the platform. But a new study has shown that younger people ages 4 to 15 spend 90 minutes a day on the app. Or ages what? Four to fifteen. Four. Age four to fifteen. Ninety See, minutes. Per that's day. a totally different subject. So this problem. is where I think the problem comes in. Now, according <laughs> to a study f- conducted at Kingston University in Lon- London, uh, it found that pre-adolescent groups were more active and heavier uses of users of TikTok than were adolescents. The study also concluded that contributory behaviors were motivated by a wish to expand one's social networks by fame-seeking, self-expression, and identity creation needs, which we touched on briefly. Um, the data shows that young users look to social media platforms like TikTok to define themselves, and it's important that the content they consume on the app allows them to express themselves in healthy ways. However, some experts worry that children growing up on the app are extra susceptible to the more toxic side of TikTok, which I couldn't agree with more. Primarily because, as we can all profess to Instagram, when you start utilizing Instagram early on, the very first things that you start seeing are literally, as you said a second ago, um, teeny boppers dancing. Mm-hmm. which and is
0: it's, it's actually crazy because you know they say well it's well, you're at the algorithm no, and i've no. created new instagrams for like businesses and stuff and it's the not. very first thing they show you There's are a always yes. teenage girls there is a default and, and, and it's the default first thing they recommend to you i had to have
2: yeah. bail show you i had to bail wolf change mine because well, i was like i'm getting all these stupid dancing things yeah. and i don't have any
0: and I explain. I explained to him, I'm like, like the ones that of waterfalls and Europe that I'm you getting, like. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting and comedy now, things that I mentioned. I'm and getting now waterfalls. he sends me Switzerland Alps yeah. videos. I'm like, oh good, <laughs> we you got think, your algorithm fixed for why you. Why do you think
1: I send you stupid comedy ones? Because of that reason. You
2: know what? Um, your humor, by the some way. Some of it's Wolf, bad. Yeah, some of it's stupid. I, some of it is. Very funny, absolutely but hysterical, so it's like bad. but it's like it's like there's no medium level for you Oh, it's no. either crazy one way or crazy yeah, the yeah, other yeah
1: well and, and and this is what i was getting at earlier uh, tiktok is a recommendation first platform that's what i was trying to find it wasn't a really recommendation first recommendation what does that first. mean um so it, it requires little thought as in so a bunch oh, of people okay. see something gotcha. they like it gotcha. and then the 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 algorithm recognizes that this is popular so that plays into the teeny boppers
2: dancing cuz obviously i think that what tells you is the teeny boppers dancing is a default because there's a lot a of people of watching it. Well, here's the thing. It's also it's a also keeping
0: men. it's also keeping track on if you click on their profile mm. or how long you stay watching certain videos. Yes. And if you, I mean, Instagram's obviously doing, they're just copying TikTok with their reels. But TikTok really has that. Da- I know for the brief, I literally had, I, I used TikTok for like a week. And let me tell you, I was on it for way longer than 90 minutes yeah, a day Yeah, because at it's the time. addiction it aspect of it. It was an addicting, yeah. addicting thing. And like, this, this, some of the this, some of the stuff I liked, I was getting more and more and more of it. Actually, there's a comedian that I am um, really like, uh, I Christina Tom Segura's wife, Christina Knapp, I think her name is.
1: Yeah, Christina
0: She 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 has a whole series. I don't know if she does it anymore, but she was doing it for a while, where she would call it like her curating her TikTok. Yeah, there's a lot of people she who would do that. find yeah, she would find these videos on TikTok that. Would have like maybe two likes on them, so it's like it's just some guy in the middle of nowhere. They're cringy. They're yeah. cringe TikToks, and she's like, "I worked so hard to make sure my algorithm <laughs> gives me the worst of TikTok," and that was her whole thing.
1: Well, I think and, the I think the real problem yeah. outside of Chris, Christina Nap because I think she's hilarious, but the the real problem outside of this is when you look at other platforms like Twitter and Instagram, they're going to ne- necessitate a more consider more consideration when it comes to what content you want to see. Um, TikTok removes that step, so that's why I believe it's really commoditizing the situation because they remove that step of you reading someone's post on Twitter or, or seeing a really beautiful photo on Instagram um, and liking that thing. TikTok is just literally a scroll like, scroll, like, scroll, like, scroll, like, scroll, repost, scroll, like, and it removes that that very that specific step within the mind that I guess would take time to be like, what am I watching? Well, it's little you know,
0: things too. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no. I was just gonna say really quickly. Both Reels and TikTok are endless. Yeah. They're endless scrolls. They will never... so You could stay there forever and mm-hmm. you'll never run out of content. Also, I don't know if you realize what Reels just implemented like a couple of days ago is they now have it so when you're scrolling and you're watching something and say you watch it twice... It will automatically move it forward a little bit. It'll bounce. Have you noticed that? Just start doing it like a couple uh, days not.
1: ago. It hasn't hit my platform yet.
0: Oh, I'll, I'll show it yet. to you because it's starting it on mine. I know, was looking at it, automatically moves it up. It's telling you to swipe. You know what this reminds swipe.
2: me of? You're, I think the people that built these platforms Look, at gambling. Yes. They did. they did. That's what I was you referencing. You knew exactly where I was going it's with that. Yeah. Like yeah. How did you know that?
1: Because they referenced, I said this a little a few minutes ago. They, I must, I must have missed you saying that. When they created this platform, because you're. Your interpretation, and I think you're correct on this. I think from a data perspective of creation, creating a platform is you create initially be a tool. This was not created with the intent of initially being a tool. This was created with the intent of being Addiction, an addictive, which is platform. like
2: yeah. Because what you were talking about a second ago about the scroll like scroll like versus mm-hmm. some of the other ones that you actually have to yeah, make read. a decision and yeah. read. So that's that's like me going to a gambling establishment and saying I want to play craps or I want to play mm-hmm. you know blackjack. They'll just sit there and where pull you've the the actually got to. Make a decision, or yep. pull, the pull the lever. The pull psychology The psychology of casinos yeah. is amazing. Well, well here's the that. Thing. That's what I was talking about with marketing earlier. Yeah, because it all s- comes circling around to that.
0: Well, think about it. You go to you go to Las Vegas. You're on the Strip. It doesn't matter no what hour of the day, no what time of the year. No windows. No clocks. Every holiday, you walk in there. Mm-hmm. It looks exactly the same. You've got the lights, the music, the the sounds, the smell. You got you know, it's all made to be an addictive well scenario. it's
1: made to be an addictive scenario obviously with the lights and stuff like that but i also think it's 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 intentionally made in a way socially that is predatory but it's not recognized as predatory well i think you um, hit the
0: nail on the head when you said when you said that this was made to be an addictive platform 100%. because i think it's the best business plan ever you just instead of selling someone like you you, you i think you mentioned earlier like a widget mm-hmm. you have a uh you literally just get them addicted. Well, and this is, you, you get them, it, it, you're, you're a drug. Well, it's this, is a new drug. this is the problem. Well, I see drug.
1: This is the problem. It's not new age. Oh, dopamine has been a drug for a long time. Well, um, no,
0: I mean like, think of, think of a cartel leader with their cocaine dealing. Yeah, but the difference, now you've got, you've got, the difference, is though, the new drug.
1: The difference though is there's a myriad of steps involved for you, the user of cocaine, to get the cocaine. TikTok, you just put a bu- push a button in less than thirty seconds it's on your phone. Um, sure. So, I'm not
0: saying it's it's actually I'm not saying it's, so it's better. even more I'm of saying a it's destructive. I mean, like I said, I literally had some willpower left in me because I deleted this after a week of literally consumed with it. Yeah. I knew that someone like me who could likely spiral into an addictive like a serious problem. I well, got off of it. And now I have Instagram reels th- instead. Well, so, you're a grown I mean, adult.
1: So a child's not going to have that Well, capacity. right.
0: I, exactly. I'm a grown adult who has, you know, learned some self-restraint. But I'm not, you know, a kid who's being manipulated. I thought children could
2: make all their own decisions now, can't they? Well,
1: I'll be careful there. Uh, to be careful, we don't want to jump into that <laughs> band.
2: But no, but
0: it. that, but that's the truth. Is that these are children. I mean, think of how idiotic you were when you were a kid. I don't you know any four kid four that's to not idiotic. Four, four to, 50, to fifteen. Four to fifteen. And here's the thing. I think that TikTok probably has. I, I, I'm not sure about this, but I'm sure. Well, I'm not sure about this. I'm not going to say I'm sure after. Do they have a user agreement saying that I am like I am this age? Like you have to be this age. I'm uh, pretty sure they do. All of them probably have. Do, a user they, I, they, I know. I know that doesn't mean uh, anything. That's the thing. You can create an account regardless. Porn
1: websites have a uh, you can consent, and people just click the button. There's a re- look. So here well, look. no, so, no. I'm
0: not saying I. I I understand that it's it, there's no oversight of that at it's all. not
1: about oversight it's about ease of use so there's an argument to be had about certain things Elon Musk taking over Twitter and making people who have businesses have paid accounts there's a reason why we have these things prior to the internet why pornography was the where's the thing you had to go to and like a store to get I mean there's a reason why those things were in place it was to prevent certain individuals from abusing the system there's a firewall exactly and when it comes to you know things like TikTok. Or pornography or anything. And granted, obviously, people as adults can do whatever they want to. But when it comes to TikTok, I think there is an equal argument to be had for the damage that it does to one's brain when it comes to dehumanizing and commoditizing humans. So uh, research from the Institute, and this was an interesting thing that I was reading about uh, relating to this. But researchers at the Institute of Psychology and Education at Ulm University found that people spend a large amount of TikTok People that spend a large amount of time on TikTok and as a result of prolonged user stay, social media companies obtain deep insights into psychological features of their users, which can be used for micro-targeting purposes, continuing the addictive cycle. That, I think, is incredibly malicious because there's a difference between a company on TV having an advertisement for candy that looks like a cigarette which is no longer okay. Just like in the 90s, you couldn't have an advertisement for children. Uh, what was it specifically related to like cereal and stuff like that? There were certain parameters that they couldn't, uh, uh, not, oh, there's, there's no, there were
0: parameters of like... where like, say for example, you were watching, I don't know, Teletubbies. And, and the the next commercial couldn't be a Teletubbies plush toy. Yeah, no, you couldn't, you couldn't couldn't market to children that way because they're so susceptible Mm -hmm. and they don't understand that a commercial is a manipulation tactic for you to buy a product or to go to mommy and daddy and say, I want this, I want this, I want
2: this. And and Wolf has a good point here because, you know, these, these things are meant to create Profiles, avatars, as as we've looked at before, online of the of the user base, mm-hmm. and by defining those avatars and 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 creating one that's more and more close to the reality, the psychological reality of that person, you're able to micro-target whatever you're trying to sell. Yeah, you know now I mean? is isn't that just isn't that years and years ago in the fifties and sixties there used to be subliminal one um one character videos mm-hmm. and a movie you yeah. watch a movie there's there was something
1: flashing? You wouldn't even know it's there. What was it? The uh, what was the the movie um, with the mice? Disney uh, the, the
0: the rescuers.
1: The no Cinderella. The, no, no, no. The not the rescuers. It was it the rescuers. It was something.
0: Are you talking about the one where they had a, <laughs> the, a naked a lady shot? in the background? Yeah,
1: yeah. In a Disney yeah. movie. Um. And well, I think the the real problem, and we talk about dopamine, and we talk about these thirty second clips, is that it, it's it's commercializing p- human beings. Well, is what it's doing. You know, is it's it's um it's creating a very commercialized image of someone utilizing someone else's material in a way that dehumanizes them from a social media perspective because it doesn't allow people to ever really understand who they are behind the screen, which on a positive note is good because it allows people some level of, I guess, privacy per se, I guess, if we didn't bring in the psychological advertisements and manipulation on par by the companies. But I think it creates for children from the ages of four to 15 a very...
2: Uh, shallow view of of what social media can be used for. So the question becomes then are these technologies and all the things that they create all the all the wonderful thing, all the life extending things that happen, all the the wonderful abilities we have, the 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 middle class that mm-hmm. we have today with not an I mean we we can go through all kinds of hell in the, in in western civilizations to, and live very uh, m- uh, nice lives yeah. right so are all those technologies all those advancements worth losing your own identity because that's really what we're talking about here yeah but I don't, that's the trade-off I don't think that every platform or technology brings that though not everyone does but I'm seeing and there's a compilation of things the technologies on these platforms that we have today would not be here without other technologies that allowed the ability for us to live the way we're living now and so what I'm saying is if you're, if you know, I mean, we're not the only ones that think about this stuff. There no. are people that make the rules. There the are the regulators. There yeah. the marketing companies do, but, but it's not in a, it's not in a box. We're not the first ones there ever no, think no. that this not is manipulation, the gambling, all this stuff, the stuff we're talking about. People that can, can manage these processes and create situations that don't allow the platforms to do what they do. Don't do that. Yeah. And Is it all because they're getting too much money coming their way, or is there something else involved? Do they believe there's a trade-off in technologies?
1: I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, I I think that TikTok is kind of a hard. I think TikTok's the extreme. I think I mean, and here's, for now, well, for now, and and I think the the problem is obviously I could make the gateway argument that has been debunked a million times with drugs and you know all these other things, but I do think there is a corollary a cor cor a corollary factor in which someone will utilize Facebook and then move mm-hmm. to YouTube. And then from YouTube, they'll move as a user f- to Instagram and from Instagram, they'll move to reels. And then from reels, they'll move to TikTok. the problem. And then Snapchat, which is, I think is even entirely major issue there. Cause that's like basically unrestricted teenage pornography, like that entire platform. I 100% if I was a kid at that time, like I based on the 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 stories that I've heard in relation to people who have Snapchat and the amount of dick pics they get,
2: like, dear God. And I think at the end of the day, this is See, I have no understanding of and the psychology on this It that's makes the no intention. sense to me because that's I the wasn't involved in I can't I do not understand I understand teenage angst. I understand yeah, it real well. I had a lot of it. But it the the, the way we look at this stuff as if it's normalized well that's, that's the, the challenge Well that's I why have. platforms it is it, and it's a in, in yeah. my mind it's a crime
1: that is, and, it's not and in it your crime mind. by the way legally is another is addictive a crime. thing these days well legally it is a crime so I think this is playing into you know a big issue in relation to certain things when it comes to platforms I mean uh, I, uh, the other aspect that I think is playing into the commoditization of human beings is the true crime entertainment category okay. um I think that true crime is specifically It's interesting, like we can all attest that we probably saw Making a Murderer, we probably saw, uh, I mean, I brought up uh, Criminal Minds, but the difference between Criminal Minds is it's based off of things for entertainment purposes, whereas the documentary of Stephen Avery, which was, and we'll get into this in a second, um, because I know it's old news, but it's relevant, um, which was manipulated immensely by the the documentary team, Um, that's real life. Someone actually died there. And I think as time goes on, the popularity and the demand of true crime, specifically by the Tara way... Teresa Hallback, from by the way. Is Teresa died. Hallback. Teresa, sorry. Um, specifically from uh, female demographics, which is interesting. Uh, I've always thought that to be very interesting, um, is 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 increasing exponentially. And I think there's a major issue there. Um, reason I say that is not because I don't think we should ever hear about these things. Um, but I, I think I, there I, is I, a lot to be said about the... Um, notorious nature of making someone who is a criminal by all standards, someone who took someone's life. um, Celebrity. A celebrity and also someone that this populace empathizes with somehow or
2: sympathizes with somehow. Well, I think there's an underpinning um, desire for us all to answer the question, the biggest question I've ever been able to ask or answer or try to answer, and that question is why. And We look at all these things that happen around us, all the things we can talk about in today's podcast, yesterday's or tomorrow's. And when you, when you look at crime, it's the ultimate, right? You're taking something that we, most of us value above almost all else. And that's the life we live today, especially if we believe it's the only one we get. Yeah. And we say that's been taken from somebody for reasons we can't really define. There's emotional things, et cetera. And so we ask ourselves why? And these these crime shows, these crime podcasts, and I've only listened to a few. For whatever reason I'm not into that like a lot of other people. Because I, I don't know.
1: I think I but, think your demographic and the generation you're from specifically plays into that. I think so. Uh,
2: that I don't like it?
1: That you don't listen to it, yes.
2: Well, you know another in my demographic that watches more of it and listens to more of it than anybody I know.
1: And I think that that's been introduced through a myriad of platform usage, right? So we can talk about... She's been like that forever. Sure, but we can also talk about... She's also
0: somebody who wanted to go to school for... For FBI, she did, that's true. I think that's a very
1: specific outlier scenario. I think most people, not necessarily in the demographic, but in the... The way you view these things, because you would look at something like Jeffrey Dahmer, much like I would, ridiculously evil that he did those things. Terrible tragedy that he did those things. And a lot of documentaries, I think, are f- f- like, phrased early on, maybe had been framed in such a way mm-hmm. where they try to dive into the psychological aspects of it, but not in a way that is now the popular way of doing things, of almost deifying these individuals.
0: I I totally hear and understand you and agree with you on pretty much all this. I do think Mm. there is a fine line between like morbid fascination Mm -hmm. and just being, it's like, it's like when you see a car crash and can't look away type, type behavior. I'm not saying I I feel that way, but it's like a common behavior. When you see something horrible, it's hard to look away or, you know, there's a lot of people who maybe oh don't look at this photo it's a gruesome photo of a murder scene and, and they automatically and then look. look at it yeah but most of society it's not life. that they enjoy it or they don't recognize it as an evil horrible thing it's just um speaking as i know the one of the major um, consumers of the true kind of entertainment is definitely someone in my age demographic and and women, right? That's what, I mean, I've consumed a lot of true crime entertainment, both podcasts, video, all that.
2: (laughs) I think it's baseline emotional. Yes. And I mean, it's a base thing in us as human beings.
0: I I think that there are some examples of really well done, let's just use documentaries, for Mm -hmm. example. I think there's some really well done documentaries about, quote, true crime that actually make a good point. Like Dear Zachary. Dear Zachary is a great example. Yeah. That is a documentary. I think on Netflix. I can't remember Netflix or HBO or something. It was in Netflix. Yeah. And it is all about a true crime situation, um, but it's really well done. And it obviously was made as both a cautionary tale and a testament to the victim of yeah, that. It
1: humanized the victim. It over humanized the, the, the victim and
0: it did not make a point of trying to um, sympathize. sympathize. And yeah. I know there's a lot of people who have bleeding hearts for, you know, those who've been convicted of crimes and I'm not, that's not what we're discussing today. Maybe that would be a good topic to talk about down the road, but uh, there are again, lots of stuff like tiger King and making a murder. Make, is it making a murder? Making is that murderer, called? Yeah. Um, or, or, I, or, or I I'm a killer, killer that, which, which geez. are huge, ha. huge, very popular documentaries that I feel in my personal opinion, miss the mark entirely. And instead make a commodity mm-hmm. of these people who have been convicted of extremely evil things. And you have to think a lot of these, these victims of these crimes have family and friends who are very much alive and well aware of what's going on. Yeah. And you know, sometimes you hear about people who reach out to the family and they're like the family approved. I'm like, you reached out to every single person who was a, a friend or family member of that victim, every single person, and they all got together and unanimously said, yes, you can make a big Netflix poster and uh, just talk about, you know, them getting their head sliced off by some random well, it's psycho like, person. It's like that it, meme
1: that, and her face was cut off and her nose was right, cut and, off. And, and, I,
0: and again, like I'm not someone who's saying you, you can't ever consume true crime stuff because I, I personally do.
2: So just in your opinion, does, does those kind of things, do more to give you an understanding of the psychology of both victim and, no. and perpetrator or do they dehumanize and well, diminish life? Well, I think I, it depends. Really. It, it
0: really depends on whoever's making what from a personal standpoint. I heard this point the other day and I know Wolf didn't, I don't know if he quite agreed with it, but it, it felt I agreed with it personally, maybe just as a, a woman who's usually in more vulnerable situations. What do you
1: mean? I identify. <laughs> anyway. Why are you laughing? Like, this is not um, a laughing matter. I'm thinking matter. of yes, a very specific very case.
0: Laughing, but... I, I can't even remember the name, but what happened was there was a man who ended up killing a young woman who, uh, long story short, he kidnapped another woman, and he kidnapped her from her car in broad daylight in a Target parking lot. And I remember hearing about that, And the whole thing was she was on her phone with her doors unlocked and the windows down and she was just sitting there after work in her car. And I think about that all the time when I get in my car after leaving Target, for example. I'll get in my car and I don't sit there and and just relax in my car. I always lock the door and I usually just drive away immediately. And that's just one of those things. So when you hear about, you know, or or let's go back all the way to Ted Bundy, another huge... um, what would be the word? Uh, well,
1: I, I mean, sensational- no, sensationalized. <laughs> sensationalized yeah, is what oh, I meant right. to say. Sensationalized, Still
0: today. yes, very much so. In fact, there was a huge uproar about whether it was a good thing to have a sex symbol like Zac Efron play him in the the movie. A lot of people were upset about that. I personally think that was fine. It was supposed to be a movie, and the point was supposed to be that he was apparently a guy who was able to swoon people and all these right. But the whole thing of, oh, he would have a broken leg or a broken arm and he would say, I need help putting stuff in the back of my car. And these women would, with all good intentions, trying to help. And then, so you think about that thing, those kind of things. So when people listen to this stuff, maybe they're using them again as cautionary tales. Maybe I shouldn't be so unaware of what's going on around me. Maybe I shouldn't be staring at my phone while I'm walking in a parking lot at night. And again, it's like, obviously people shouldn't kill people but
1: well i don't think that uh, look i I think your usage of it is really good i think that makes sense on the positive nature of it but you have to think the negative nature right like what does the net negative effect of you thinking that anywhere you go there's going to be a chance opportunity that someone's going to abduct you do well
0: i'm not i'm not
1: uh, because you have to imagine people in your demographic probably listen and watch the same thing and come to that same conclusion.
0: Maybe I'm not... It's not necessarily about kidnap. It's also just about, like, harassment.
1: Yeah, but that still creates an overblow. So this is a side note, but we can talk about the Me Too movement, right? We can talk about... Uh, specific instances in which there were false accusations that, strangely enough, are now actually on the, the broad, the the grand scale of the social screen when it comes to Amber Heard and Johnny Depp. Now, granted, that is one instance. But I think the, the damaging effect of stuff like this is the dehumanation, dehumanization, not only of people in the crime documentaries, but by proxy, individuals who should be in society to protect each other, right? So if you're always suspicious of everyone around you as if they're going to take advantage of you as if they're going to kidnap you or murder you it creates a very isolation isolation based existence in which you don't trust anybody you don't form any connections with people you don't know you don't explore any avenues that might be risky and what i mean by that is when i say risk i mean things that people don't have experience with and that compounds as time goes on and creates a very
2: small secluded pocket of existence within culture so let me, let me ask this is, this is something that I think we should put on the list of probably a future podcast. Cause I think it's a very volatile subject, sure. but it, it, it directly goes to the base level feelings that human beings in maybe certain demographics have more than other that, that get into these type of podcasts and these, these type of shows, et cetera. Um, because there's an emotional base, raw emotional level that could be me or that could have been me, or am I capable of that? Or am I, those questions go, well, that, that why that we talked about all the time. But the, the question is this for a future podcast. The question is, is it evil or is it a physical differentiation from the median populace? In other words, a psychology problem.
1: I think it could be but mixed you, both.
2: Well, I'm not saying yeah, we we're answer not that today. Now, yeah. I'm just saying that, that that really is a conundrum that, that maybe popularizes a lot of this stuff.
1: Well, what's interesting, you know, and I pulled some some graphical data um, from some sources, uh, specifically one of them, the com on true crime documentaries. We can talk about some of the documentaries that have stayed at you know peak number one and how they've been there, how long they've been in the top 10 when they were released. Tiger King was number one for 35 weeks or 35 days straight. Unsolved mysteries, which I think is probably—I want to say it's in a different category than something like Tiger King. I feel like they attempt to try and paint a picture of discovery and understanding the scenario, as opposed to glamorizing the the perpetrator. Maybe.
0: Well, the thing about unsolved mysteries is they're unsolved. There yeah. is no um, and the, there is no figure to deify in those situations. Yeah, that's also um, unsolved mysteries is you know a series, and mm-hmm. it's every every single episode is a different unsolved. Situation, yeah, and so, you can look
1: at it as almost a, as people would say with Tiger King or some other documentaries, bringing further attention to the problem, right? right?
0: And they do make a point at I think the it's either the end or the beginning, probably mm-hmm. the end of every episode to say if you have any tips and they have a hotline, they have yeah. a number, they have that all they they have all the information there. I
1: feel that's di- that's different. Like I don't I don't want to say that there isn't a net negative there, but I feel like that's different than Tiger King. Um, that was also uh, peaked at number one and was there for thirty three weeks straight. I'm um, 33 days straight, sorry. Um Jeffrey Epstein filthy rich, peak number 1 30 days straight. Uh crime scene the vanishing at the Cecil Hotel, peak number 1 16 days straight. Night Soccer 16 days straight number 1. American Murder the Family Next Door number 1 15 days straight and it goes on. And and I think in between there's different versions of podcasts. So we talk about unsolved mysteries. I think there's a positive there. It brings attention to people who may be missing, it brings attention to cases that may not be solved. Now granted, The net negative, I would say, is it probably, to the testament that we talked about a second ago, creates almost a overblown, in some ways, interpretation of certain events. Um, I think, to kind of reel that back, my criticism of making a murderer, and I would say this probably crossed the mind of almost every person watching it, because it was couched in a very specific way, interestingly enough, was how faulty and fucked up the judicial system is. And I can assure you that that has had some effect in people's mind, when it comes to cases that have happened recently, cases that will happen in the future, and cases that have been, by all accord, all available data or research that has been conducted in relation to those cases, um, cases that have been seemingly solved, and my concern is we keep going through these. Almost social cycles in which people utilize terms, and I brought this up in other episodes, where they say the system is broken, they say the system is faulty, without really taking into account that for the most part, if you look at the actual DOJ data, it's pretty foolproof. They have studies on all this.
2: There's an awful lot of checks and balances in the system, and Mm -hmm. no system's perfect. Ours is, in my opinion, probably better than anywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. It, at least from the perspective of looking at the fairness Yeah, of rights of the it, right? rights of the victim and the perpetrator yeah, yeah exactly but but uh but there there's always doubt mm-hmm. and that's that one of the things that these these crime scene things and these of these shows do is they bring doubt into almost everything prosecuting is extremely difficult because yeah. especially if you have a jury
0: well um for example there is a podcast that i can't remember the i think it was on Maybe it was unsolved, not sure. But it was all about a teacher who was uh, missing. She was a missing person in Georgia for years. She was the largest missing case file in all of Georgia's history. The podcast started about it. And in the in the midst of the podcast going over everything, they actually arrested somebody mm. for the murder of this woman. It had been like 20 years or something. And, uh, what they did is they, it was, it was one of the largest podcasts in the world. This was like back in 2017, 2016, I think. And, uh, it it ended up being a situation where they had to put a gag order on the entire thing. The, the, um, is it the podcast itself? No, no, not the podcast. The Georgia Bureau of Investigation, Mm. the GBI. There you go. They had to put a gag order on the the court did all this because all these people were so invested in what was going on they were trying yeah. to get all the information they could which infected the jury pool in the area well and, and
1: yeah that creates an entirely different problem Still
0: to this day there's a lot of information that's not and I I don't even know if they've even had the trial yet for this guy
1: Well and the the concern that I have is that the broad scheme like what I see when it comes to American society is very much and I think I've referenced this before it is very much reactionary. It is not, you know, doesn't really involve a ton of foresight when it comes to, you know, pop culture and traditional norms per se. I think people see something they react violently and emotionally to it and then they clean up after they've made the mess. And when it comes to stuff like that, when it comes to that case specifically they reference, for that one case that was paid attention to, I can assure you there is 10, 15, 20 other cases that were not paid attention to, that if they were paid attention to, would have resulted in a different, you know, uh, uh, ruling. And I mean, look at the Supreme Court issue right now. I mean, that is a learned thing. Going to Supreme Court justices' houses, that's learned. You don't just randomly, oh, I think I'm going to go and I think I'm going to go and find the person totally and intimidate. Illegal, by the way. Well, it doesn't matter if it's a, it does matter, but it doesn't it matter in this matters, instance because people are going to do
2: it anyway because they well, see themselves but, as the the arbiters of justice. Well, that's, that's really the problem that we have is there's this conflation between truth and reality mm-hmm. and, you know, truth is I, I know that we like to say that there are hard facts and there are pillars to look at and I, I do believe in that, but you know, people's individual perspectives, like we were talking about earlier, help them define things differently. And, if, you know, if you're righteously right, then you can justify the ends or the means. Right. And that's that's the problem with that kind of thing.
1: Well, and I think that, you know, something like and to bring it back to the the making a murderer, because I have some really interesting things that were not included in the documentary that I didn't know about until very recently, by the way, Um That, you know, people will watch something like that and they'll get on a pulpit of, well, you know, obviously he wasn't guilty. Like the documentary told me he wasn't guilty. Everybody's got an opinion. Yeah, but I think that there's a difference between an organic opinion and an opinion that's fed to you.
2: I I hear what you're saying, Wolf, but we take collections of information. The more information we collect, the more refined our opinion can be. Sure. But if you only collect two or three data points of information... mm Then you make your opinion based on those. Well, and and is it that's, fed to you, or is that just your? Of lack meant. of being able to, to 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 focus in on the the decision. You're
1: removing the agency of that individual.
2: I mean, that's no, the agency sense. is the same. It's still the same no. person. If if I gave you two bits of information, said these are the only two about whatever this subject is, mm-hmm. you make your conclusion on what you believe, and you tell the world what your conclusion is. Yeah, but there's then no. And I this. said, oh, by the way, there's thirty two more differential opinions on that same thing, and then you read all of those and listen to all of those, your opinion's going to change.
1: Sure, and I'm not saying that it doesn't. I'm saying that the agency of the individual is that they should be able to go and explore those ideas before making
2: a very uh, absolute statement. But that goes back to your statement in the very original monologue that you have. People's bite-sized attention spans, or maybe, Bale, you said this, the bite-sized attention spans and the platforms we use, they're not looking for that. They're looking for... Uh, pizzazz. They're looking for yeah, short. But that doesn't, that doesn't for...
1: omit responsibility and civic duty. But
2: it does. No, if it you redefine, if you redefine what's right and wrong, if you redefine what's acceptable, then it does.
1: Yeah, but then we have to go down this rabbit hole of everything is constantly redefined, so the individual has no yes. up. That uh, the individual has no responsibility, and thus they should be not
2: held no. responsible for anything. Well, I I I hear what you're saying. That's the, I'm not saying the they shouldn't. I'm saying this is what's happening. Yeah, and the only reason it's happening is because the.
1: I can see where they're coming from argument is now popularized. That's all over the place. It's being used with the Supreme Court issue. It was used with George Floyd. It was used with the uh, the, the the January six riots. It was used with the, myri- uh, the, 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 the BLM riots. I mean, it was used for all these things specifically because the people in power realize that if you give someone that excuse, they're going to take it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that it's right. I mean, but if that's if tell- always been. No, I don't think so. I think so. Well, th- that's only because the avail- the availability of perspective for both of us is only goes back so far. I don't think that that has always been the case. Maybe not in the sense that, maybe I should rephrase this. I, I agree that it's probably been the case, but I don't think it's been as broad and available as it okay, is today. Okay, well,
2: I will agree with that. And that goes back to what we're talking about with the platforms. Because there's there's an expansiveness. There's a commoditization for... Uh, language there's a commoditization for ideas and those bring down the commoditization of the people to define them within little tiny boxes of sure. understanding but I still and,
1: think that they're purely because my viewpoint exists and I'm not so unique that I'm the only person that holds this viewpoint as you said a second ago I purely be- I do believe that there is, a large subset of society mm-hmm. that agrees with the position I'm taking, in the sense that those options may be available, but we won't take them for a greater good. Well,
2: you, you guys, know what I'm did, saying? you guys did hot on George, right? Yeah, George yeah. Washington, and, and he had his thirteen virtues, and mm-hmm. or not that's Ben. No, that was Benjamin that was Franklin. Ben, but he had Benny a, G. He had a, Benny G. Had that, but Washington had a. I don't think it was called A Book of Virtues, but he had an actual book that came out that basically was Live Your Life This Way. And there was a defined, very small book that he wrote. Oh, it was Benjamin but, Franklin. No, Washington did one too. Really? Yes, well, he did. You'll look it up. And I'm surprised you didn't mention that. <sighs> <after. laughs> you know, you watch, I'll be wrong. But anyway, but my point is, is at that time period, people had to take their own personal agency and, exp- and go out and, and decide how to be in life mm-hmm. by drawing in that information and formulating their opinion over time, yeah. but with lots of information. And most people were subsisting. That's it.
1: Yeah, because the medium was different at the time. Not,
2: not only the medium, but the subsistence was. Yeah. We, and back to what we were talking about with technologies, nobody had an air conditioner. Nobody was comfortable at all. Even the ones like Washington that were, if you've ever been in Mount Vernon, you know he had to duck his head every time he went from the bedroom down to the kitchen because the Mm. the house was built in such a way that it it should have accommodated a five foot eight person, not a six foot two person or whatever he was. And, And so even the most known person in the entire world at the time, probably at the time would have been considered the absolute rock star of of any country in the world that was looking at that and saying, "Wow, we can do it too." Yeah, hmm. he had to have a certain education level, a certain ability to go out and understand things, to formulate those opinions, and most people didn't at all.
1: Yeah, <coughs> uh, see, I don't know. Uh, maybe I'm just maybe I'm just coming from a place that's yeah, that could be incorrect. Frankly, I, I just don't think that that's such a rare. I don't think that that's that rare. It's extremely really
2: rare. Mm-hmm. Extremely rare. Maybe in the grand... And then, in, and then the people that have most of the information at their fingertips today, the ones that do the... This is what I was talking about earlier. Long view or short view. Yeah. Or short form, long form. The short form is what we're talking about today. The TikToks, the reels, all those kinds of things. The long form is dig into it. Figure it out. Research it. Analyze it. Write about it. Talk about it. Get a podcast about it. So I Whatever guess- your case may be. Those people, they th- th- unfortunately... A lot of those people end up taking that to this degree like we're now better than the rest of you that are doing the short
1: form. And I see that's the thing is I don't maybe I'm, who knows. Maybe I'm not seeing this. Maybe I'm not seeing myself clearly enough. That could be the case, too. I'm willing to take that into account. I, wolf, I think, you're
2: a long form guy.
1: I understand that. But I, I don't I'm not so long form to think that I
2: am the only person that has had the thoughts that I have uh, just wolf, like j- wolf, let me let me qualify this. Give me an odd book you've read. Oh, I know one. How about reading the Gulag Archipelago? Not, I'm not the only person that read that book. Dude.
1: Bull. Bo, Dude. Are you making the argument that I'm the only person that's ever of that Of course I'm book? not. So then, that's But I'm my talking
2: point. about the fact but, that you're in the vast, but you're, vast no, minority. Not true. The it's entire, absolutely no, true. No, it's not.
1: The entire country of Russia... St- teaches people that based on the prerequisite of their educational levels. That is not true. That is a that is an availability bias argument. That is not true at all. I, here's the thing. This is my... Look, I'm disagreeing with you purely because I don't believe that humanity is that degraded to the point where people would rather not... Read a book that teaches them something as opposed to watching 30-second clips. I don't think that's true. I don't think it's
2: true. uh, You're disagreeing with me because you're a long-form guy and you've read a lot. And there's a lot of long-form people. America, Uh, There's a ton of long-form people. But I'm talking about the percentage. I'm talking about percentages. We're -uh. talking about billions of people on these platforms. Billions of people on these platforms. There's billions of people in the world. Wolf. I get your point. They want to be entertained. I
1: understand, but I get I get your point, but I don't think that that's broad. Look, I don't think that those two things are mutually exclusive. I think one can use TikTok and not be so addicted to the point where they only utilize that as their only reference point of information. I Same agree thing with, with Twitter. You. I think there's a small subset of individuals that have created this overblown view of what society believes and data would suggest and evidence from the populace would suggest that they're not correct. So my point is, not that you're not correct, it's that I, don't, I, I really struggle with believing that America and the level of humans here is so offset comparatively to me that I am in some category of individuals that thinks so abstractly that other people can't formulate the same exact thoughts that I have.
2: Okay, here's, here's maybe this analogy will work, maybe it won't. But we go back to the gambling thing in the slot machines, okay? You used to be you pulled the lever, mm-hmm. they don't even have the one arm bandits anymore, you push a button. So there are two, peop- two types of people that go to those. One that may be a long-form person that just <clears throat> simply wants to be entertained and check out for a while and just do nonsense and listen to the music and people watch and make or lose a few pennies and they don't max, they don't do it. And then there's the people that think they're going to win on them. Those are two entirely different people. And the people that they think are going to win on them is what they make those games for. They don't make them for the other guy. They make them for the ones that think they're going to win on it. And the ones that are going to win on it, you know why they make them for them? Because there's more of them. And it's the same thing we're talking about with these platforms. The people that get on those platforms, whether they're at 4 or 40, they're, they're looking for entertainment or they're looking to redefine themselves in a way for a million different reasons about them being unhappy. your One of your first sentences on this podcast was, why are people unhappy versus happy? Mm-hmm. Well, we, we could come up with a lot of things on that, but I'm just saying that I, I'm not even sure where I'm going with this entire conversation at this point, but I my whole thing that I keep going back to is as individuals, if we want to exceed our lowest expectations, then we need to learn to go long form, not short. Sure.
1: And I, I think that you're correct. I'm not disagreeing. My passion outburst there was not with you. It was more or, or more or less with my perspective of how I see humanity. I mean, I, I'd like to think that we have the ability to overcome things. And diluting individuals down to the two variations that you just did for me is a great analogy. But at the end of the day, everything is more great than that to me. Uh, of course it is. And, and I'm just so, trying to make a point. You know, and I think your point was great. I don't think that it was incorrect. I just think that, I don't know. I, I really struggle internally with the, uh, some individuals can't conceptualize the same things that we talk about. Because then that, what does that predicate off of? Genetics? I didn't is say they couldn't. I'm not saying you do. I'm not saying you said I'm not
2: that. saying they can't. I'm saying they don't. There's a big difference. Part yeah. of that is the ignorance is, is bliss kind of thing, right? People that either don't want to learn more or have decided they're, that they're here and their life is full enough with subsistence and in all the complexities of life around them that these these things. I mean, come on, think about the streaming services. Mm-hmm. Why do you think most people have streaming services? Is it to learn from documentaries?
1: No, it's to be entertained. Yeah.
2: It's to check out, man. It's to check out. It's to, it's to watch somebody else's problems and live their life through somebody else's issues. Yeah. It's why the crime stories are so in so involved, because you're living you're living through somebody else vicariously, either the victim or the perpetrator. And you're trying to understand them from the context of your own humanity.
1: Yeah. Well, to speak about the just briefly to touch on the 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 um, pieces about, you know, making a murder and the things the documentary left out. You know, I think this is obviously we're coming to the end of the podcast and Bull and I are obviously disagreeing on this because I think we're talking about the same thing, but we're seeing it through different lenses. Um, uh, but for example, when it comes to making a murder, you know, obviously the documentary, it never touched on leg irons and handcuffs that were found in Steven, Stephen Avery's and Brendan Dassey's house. Uh, it never talked about how Avery and his GF did not have a great relationship. It never talked about how the car key that was unearthed in Avery's residence had DNA from his sweat on it or Avery's or that Avery's blood was also found in Hal Back's vehicle. Um, It also never discussed Brendan Dassey's mom claiming that Dassey helped Avery clean his garage floor um, with bleach. Dassey's pants were um, stained with bleach, which I don't know why someone does that. I don't normally clean garage floors with bleach on the, the normal. Uh, never mentioned that pornographic material was recovered for Avery's res- from Avery's residence. It never mentioned uh, in great detail Avery's animal cruelty case, which involved a bonfire, which is apparently how he also got rid of Teresa Halbach. Um, it also never, ever touched on how Avery drew a torture chamber while in prison and was violent towards women. Um, according to an Appleton Post Crescent article from March 9th, 2006, Uh, And I quote, while he was in prison, Stephen Avery planned the torture and killing of a young woman. New documents released Wednesday indicate the allegations are included in 22 pages of court documents accompanying additional charges filed from Calumet County District Attorney Ken Kratz. Kratz also included in Wednesday's filing statements from prisoners who served time with Avery at Green Bay Correctional Institution. They said Avery talked about and showed them diagrams of a torture chamber he planned to build when he was released, uh, Source from ommilwaukee.com. Um, and it also never mentioned that Avery called Auto Trader specifically to request Teresa Halbach the day she did, and he gave a false name when he called. Now, when it comes to true crime, and to get back to, you know, the main topic here, I think the commoditization and the dehuman, dehumanation, dehumanization factor of it, is in this specific podcast, pod, not podcast, in this specific documentary and probably the podcast thereafter,
2: the research was not presented in a. It was it was presented intentionally one yeah, way, one way. And yeah, exactly. it, it worked, didn't it? It did. I mean, you one of the most popular. What did you say earlier? Uh, no, it wasn't on here. Your... One of the most popular podcasts. Yeah, he yeah, got Tiger King and Unsolved. Well, him. it was it was it was it was up there. Like I mean, Tiger. Yeah.
1: I don't think this was. I think this was specifically this was different.
2: Yeah, this was 2020. Different. Yeah, but, but yeah, I mean, it it was unbelievably popular. popular. Yeah. I, I don't know many people that didn't see the damn thing, mm-hmm. and I don't know many people that didn't see it the first time and went. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. I did. The, the I cops looked at it. Really, and, and of course it, it fits a current narrative in the mm-hmm. nation, right? Of that the cops are wrong and that they're doing the wrong things and are setting people up and they're da, 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 you know? So it, there's always two sides to a story. And the unfortunate part is there's always this marketing element thrown into the middle of this stuff yeah, that taints it all.
1: Yeah. And it, I think you make a really good point. And I think the real problem is that obviously there are plenty of other examples out there, um, you know, many of which they're found in politics and cultural movements to further uh, paint an image of commodity in relation to human life. You know, monolith references to certain demographics, ignoring biological truths for political reasons, manipulating individuals for collective gain, etc. These are all examples of how people can take advantage of this type of commoditization of humanity. Rather than understanding the person across the table from you, these individuals are thinking about how they can manipulate them in such a way to get them to do what they want. Um, you know, the point that I really wanted to touch on is that, you know, simply the more that we t- treat each other as interesting doodads or NPCs, like the more we do that to each other, the less likely it is that society will coalesce for a greater good. We're not going to be able to come together as a team. We're not going to be able to become greater than we already are because of these problems, um, purely due to pedantic and irrational reasons. like. We shouldn't really give a shit about a lot of this stuff because a lot of this stuff is, is surface level. It doesn't really matter. Um, the person beneath all these arguments is what matters. Um, you know, we don't have to agree on everything. And, you know, obviously I do think that we should at a very minimized uh, minimum recognize that we are currently oper- The way we're currently operating is just not simply going to work. It's just not going to work long term. Like we cannot as a society and as a, a world continue to operate the way we are working when it comes to looking at other people as not similar to you as not having the same ideas or capacity to have the same ideas as you. And I think, uh, the best way to wrap this up is, uh, to bring back the old quote format. Um, this is from Leo, Bas- Leo Bascaglia. He is also known as Dr. Love, an Doctor American Love. author, Dr. Uh, Love. Dr. Love. Um, he was a motion, motivational speaker and a professor of the department of special education at USC. And he said, "I and I quote, It's not enough to have lived. We should, de- we should be determined to live for something. May I suggest that it be creating joy for others, sharing what we have for the betterment of person kind, bringing hope to the lost and love to the lonely. Hey everyone, this is The Wolf Speaking, wrapping up yet another episode of the Wolf and Bull Podcast. We appreciate you spending your time with us, and we can't wait for you to hear our next episode. If you like what you heard, tell your friends and family, your neighbors, the local bartender, your doctor, your boss, and hell, you can even tell us. By leaving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, you can directly help build the Wolf and Bull cult. I mean, uh, the Wolf and Bull family. We can be found on most major podcasting platforms and social media. So what are you waiting for? Scoot on out of here and enjoy your day. But you should probably leave us a review first. But make sure to enjoy your day. But don't forget to leave us a review. Okay, bye!